Hello and thank you for tuning in. My name is Coach Pav and you're listening to Pavcast and today I'm going to be discussing the factors that make us cyclists. If you've been following my content for several years now, you will know that I've done this before. Yes, that's right. I've got to the point where I literally have to rehash my old content to keep you entertained. Honestly, shame on you for listening. You will, however, be happy to know that I have updated my list and rewritten some of the reasoning behind them. Anyway, if you can say that each of these factors applies to you, you can safely say that you are a proper cyclist. Hit me up on social media. You can find me on all of the main channels at PavBrian to let me know how many apply to you or let me know if I've missed any. Your cycling shoes are your most expensive pair of footwear. Surely this is true for everyone. A high-end set of cycling shoes might set you back an amount greater than $300, £300 even. Even the mid-range of cycling shoes will likely come in around the same price as designer trainers. I'm betting that cumulatively, you probably have more money invested in normal footwear, but individually, your most expensive pair of shoes have cleats affixed to the sole. Of course, there's nothing wrong with this. You need something comfortable that applies the power that your legs are producing, and that means both quality of build and materials, money well spent. One last factor, I'm also willing to bet that your cycling shoes are cleaner too. Your bike or bikes are more expensive than your car. This is a tough one. I'm willing to bet that some people will be close though. Even with used car prices rising in the last couple of years, I recently made a 20% profit when trading in my car I had owned for about a year, the average runaround car is probably pushing towards the same price as high-end bikes. If you have just one bike, you probably aren't ticking this one off. However, I reckon if you have more than one bike though, cumulatively, you've got to be very close. You cycle more than you drive. For obvious reasons, this won't count if you're a professional driver. Having a quick look through some of my clients' data, the average mileage ridden per week is close to 200. The average commute to a workplace is 16 miles, so this leaves 40 miles per week for other activities. If you ignore irregular trips like vacations or road trips, I reckon the averages favour being on the bike more. Of course, I coach a lot of ultra-endurance athletes, but big mileage weeks aren't mandatory for being a client. You give a lane's worth of road for other cyclists. I genuinely believe the roads would be a safer place if all new drivers were asked to take even the shortest ride on both a motorcycle and bicycle on the open roads. You can always tell when a cyclist driving a car passes a fellow bike rider on their bike. They give far more than the legally mandated amount of space. We have all experienced a close pass and it can be terrifying. Once you know how bad it feels to be on the receiving end of such bad driving, it becomes very obvious why we give fellow cyclists more room on the road. Thank you to all the drivers giving loads of room to our fellow bike riders. Remember to reciprocate that to drivers by riding thoughtfully and thanking them with a wave. You wash more cycling kit than regular clothes. The only way this doesn't apply to you is if you are truly grim. Seriously, please wash your cycling kit after every use. What your hygiene routine consists of off the bike is your business, but I don't need to smell you when I'm riding with you. If you need a simple way of knowing if you smell bad, 
Here's a system I'm borrowing from my time going to festivals. If you can't smell something bad, it's probably because the smell is coming from you and you've just got used to it. The same applies to cycling. Go smell the group. Can't smell anything bad? That means it's you. You receive more cycling-related emails than anything else. It's been beautiful. I've really enjoyed our late-night talks and all the times you've sent me dirty pics. Unfortunately, I'm running out of stories to tell my partner about where our money goes, and they're starting to get suspicious. It is for these reasons, and with deep regret, that I am cancelling my subscription to your email list. It has been amazing, and you will always have a place in my heart. This is my response when Wiggle asked me why I was unsubscribing. They didn't care that I was in tears. You might include cycling expenses before working out your disposable income. Obviously, this doesn't apply if you don't budget. For those of us that know how to be an adult, I'm 99% certain that you will join me in having a line in your budget that sits high on your list of priorities for cycling-related expenses. Either that or you allocate additional budget to another area so your partner doesn't see it. Either way, the family only gets fun after you have purchased those new wheels. Want a way to make your bike spending tax deductible? Become a cycling coach. You're welcome. You need an alarm to get up for work, but not for cycling. I'm dead certain on this one. I bet you don't press the snooze buttons and get up for the early morning weekend group ride, but you do need a foghorn to get out of bed for work. I'd like to tell you that I feel your pain, but I love my job. You know why cyclists don't think about losing sleep during daylight savings? Because we are too busy thinking about how good our Sunday ride will be. True story. Walking is sin as an unnecessary risk. You only need to turn your ankle once in your life to know that walking isn't worth it. Morbidly obese people have been years ahead of us, sitting there in their motorised wheelchairs. Remember that your cycling performance depends on your recovery. Take the lift, the elevator, the travelator, the escalator or the stairmaster. And that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're not on my website, definitely head to coachpav.com. On there, on the, on the blog that um, is linked with this, this podcast, there is a, an epic retro video of me um, doing this many, many years ago. Uh, I would love for your feedback on that, even if it is the crying with laughter emoji. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I really hope you've enjoyed this, um, this, this fun episode of, of Pavcast. If you have, please, please, please share it with your friends. Leave me a comment or a thumbs up. And uh, don't forget to, to reach out if, uh, if you think I've missed any or, you know, and how many uh, apply to you. So, so once again, uh, my name is Coach Pav and you've been listening to Pavcast. Have an awesome day. <laughs>